Welcome to the Sports Backdrop, where we use sports as a backdrop for way bigger conversations. That includes discussing the latest trends and developments in the world of sports. I am your host, Eric Kazmop. This podcast exists because of the team at CASCM. At CASCM, we make content creation enjoyable. We are on a mission to help leaders create content, content that will improve lives, content to be proud of, content that fosters community. We know through firsthand experience how content brings people together, and we love helping make that happen. We produce podcasts, short-form videos, blog posts, and other written works, while also providing support in website development, social media management, and strategic planning. And we would be excited to help you. Visit cascm.com to learn more, or feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter. First thing I saw, Chris, when I was out there listening to your podcast, reading your websites about your book is you're over in Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm here in Charlotte. We're both, I believe, from the Northeast. So I'm originally from Western New York, from Buffalo, New York. I believe, I know you spent a lot of time in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I believe maybe New Hampshire. So we got that connection right off the bat. What brought you down to the Raleigh-Durham and the Research Triangle? Well, it was almost getting on 20 years ago. I was 10 years in Chicago, and it took me 10 years to realize that as much as I love Chicago, it's freaking cold yeah. <laughs> a lot of months of the year. Yeah, yeah. So, Eric, it was almost totally weather-driven. Okay. But I also say, you know, it was 2005, and, you know, I'd been doing a lot of things. I've been an investor, a corporate venture fund, and, you know, without much exaggeration, in 2005, Chicago still did not know how to spell the word internet. Yeah. And we got to be in the place where we can get our jam going. And yeah. I just was having trouble getting my jam going. So I got I'm it. like, well, change the mojo. Yeah. So did you have, were you thinking at the time, because I'm thinking of cities, obviously San Francisco being the most obvious one at the time. Austin, Texas was probably still, still a little bit early perhaps, but you know, Raleigh with all the innovation they have going, had you thought about that or were you like, no, I'm staying on the East coast? I made a list. Yeah. Made a yeah. spreadsheet yeah. of things. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> of course I did. Yeah. <laughs> and it came down to two places, basically the kind of Chapel Hill of Raleigh Durham or Boulder, Colorado. Okay. And we had looked at Denver, Boulder numerous times. I've never been kind of like a New York, Boston, San Francisco, Atlanta, LA yeah. kind of person. I'm okay. I'd like to be more in the kind of that second tier. Sure. I'm from Philadelphia. My wife's from Rochester, New York. Okay. So we decided East Coast would probably be smarter right now Yeah, with parents aging and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's interesting that you say that because so often, especially at that time, and maybe even a little bit earlier, and I'm sure you saw this because I heard you talk about, well, when you're building a business in Lancaster, PA, it's hard to recruit talent to get there. But companies are everywhere, right? And you come to these, like you said, that's a smaller city, but you come to these secondary cities and it seemed like, oh, no, no, you need to be in San Francisco. You need to be in New York or Boston or what mm -hmm. have you. And here's someone who's, you know, you built businesses, you built many businesses and you don't see that. And I can see you nodding along with it. So, yeah, I mean, everyone needs to be where they feel the most comfortable. So I'm at no disparagement against those kind of places, but I like to get things done faster. And in that way, I like little smaller networks, smaller places. I can get to wherever I need to get to. So I've turned down the, the Silicon Valley gigs many, yeah. many times. Yeah. It's funny too, because so often I'll listen to podcasts or read a book about an entrepreneur or someone who's built something and you see all the, all the stuff they did with their business. But there's just so much more to the daily grind of what you're building and then you sell a business or you have all this stuff going on. People have a life, right? They have interests, they have intrigue. You know, that you live in a city and I like to hike, I like to do this. You like to play hockey. 
So it's funny because growing up in Buffalo, New York, I could look out my backyard, I could see Canada. So I didn't personally play hockey. I played street hockey. All my friends played hockey. A lot of them played in college. But you grow up in Buffalo, it's a way of life, right? You go to Sabres yeah. games at an early age. You know, I remember moving to Charlotte. You're over in Raleigh. You'd understand this. In 06, the Sabres and the Hurricanes played in the Eastern Conference Finals. We show up there. We're like taking over the stadium, lose game seven. It was like total heartbreak. And here's this new city and this new town. And it's grown, obviously. You just, you know, Stanley Cup this past year was the Vegas Knights versus the Florida Panthers. Like, go figure. But anyway, hockey has this fascinating culture to it. My daughter, yeah. my youngest is playing hockey now. And we've been to Raleigh. We've been to Tampa. We've been to Orlando. And you see these places to where... You would never imagine hockey would would go there, but you also see the camaraderie and, like I said, this culture that's around this fascinating sport. Clearly, Canada and the Northeast has it. What's been your experience? Because from what I understand, I think you still playing hockey. You're still involved in the sport. Like that's obviously a big deal for you. It really is, and it goes back to my parents taking me to Philadelphia Flyers games yeah. when I was ten. Right, yeah. season tickets since 1970. You didn't walk to my parents' house without a sport on the TV. <laughs> I have two brothers. We're all two years apart. So, you know, all the things the brothers do. So hockey's our main gig. In fact, a funny little anecdote is that my parents have since passed. And when my last parent passed and I was happening to manage the estate, there was a little bit of chunk of money left over. And I said, instead of distributing this, guys, why don't we leave it in a pot? And every year we go to an away Flyers game. Oh, man. And so that's a cool thing we do. COVID kind of knocked us off two years sure by the way the best place i think we've been to is vegas to see yeah. the vegas nights i mean great fans and it's really fun to see as you know be in a different stadium than your team yeah some places it works out okay sometimes <laughs> right, it's a right. little tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah hockey is a big thing and it's funny eric because like obviously we're talking about entrepreneurship and i like to talk about entrepreneurship communities i feel like entrepreneurs are the same kind of tribe as hockey fans it's kind of like no one gets us. We're not the football. We're not the LA or the Silicon Valley. We're kind of the second tier. But you know what? We're really passionate and we're really tight. And, you know, the only thing better than seeing a Flyers fan is seeing another hockey fan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's one of those things. And sports in general, I think, can do this. And there's a lot of icebreakers, but sports is so easy. And if there's that commonality, whether it's a sport, whether it's a team, if I see you wearing a Flyers shirt and I'm a Sabres fan, we could talk about the fog game, right? There's all these <laughs> things that can come up in those conversations. And it it's fun, right? It just, yeah. it's fun. And then when you see this next generation of hockey players that are coming up. These kids are talented. Yeah. I mean, my gosh, and the analytics that they have and the way they're going about the sport. It's I remember stories of Alex McGillney smoking cigarettes like in the locker room or right. It's a different era now. And it's fascinating. And we're seeing it all over. And it's a growth thing, right? It's almost like this entrepreneurial sport in a way. You talk about the yeah. culture and the growth of it in these towns. Like when we go to Raleigh or Tampa, when you go to cities, that have that NHL team there, that there's a, even if you can't play for the Tampa Lightning, there's this aspiration that exists of like, ooh, that's why we read these books about Steve Jobs or whoever, right? And to, Phil Knight and to say, man, that's, that could be me. I could build something <laughs> at some level, right? And yeah, right. absolutely, absolutely. Well, it wakes me up every day. Yeah, you're still playing. I played up to COVID. Okay. And then the rinks closed down yeah. and... I'm actually closer to you now than I used to be. So I'm halfway between Charlotte and Raleigh okay. on a lake. And we've just been hanging out here Man. kind of post-COVID. Yeah. The nearest rink's an hour and 15 minutes yeah. away. So I'm itching. Yeah, yeah. 
And I wouldn't be surprised if we talked a year from now that I was back yeah. finding a place to play, but we'll see what happens. You got the sticks in the garage, I bet. You're shooting around here. a little I bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get rid of the equipment, you know? You could still have fun. You could still have fun. I love it. In case you haven't noticed, we love podcasts. In fact, we love building podcasts, everything from development to production. Because of all that, we're building a one-of-a-kind podcast network. If you have a podcast or looking to launch a new podcast, then we should talk. You can message me on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz or hit us up any way that works for you. Let's talk about your podcast joining this one-of-a-kind podcast network.